The opinions and views shared in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pith Podcast. Get ready for contact. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Dex, the host of the Iron Pitch Podcast. You know, I was debating if I was going to actually do a show today. And I got to work later tonight on the night shift. Just so much going on, man. And just my mind just keeps running. And just news story after news story after news story keeps coming out. And I've been going down the social media rabbit hole. You know, just getting into all this stuff and just taking time away from what I usually and typically do and just been sitting on my phone. I've been glued to my phone for for the past 24 hours with everything going on in Afghanistan. Things going on here stateside, man. And I just got so much on my mind, a lot on my heart. And typically, I try not to do more than one show a week because it, it it takes a lot of time and a lot of research. But with everything going on, I just I just had to put in my two cents like everybody else. You know, I'm nobody special. I'm just a guy with a microphone and an opinion. But the things that I see going on in our country and in the world truly concern me. I'm starting to see the line between truth and fiction blend and I'm starting to see objectiveness and subjectiveness blend as well. And we're entering this place where everything is a jumbled mess. You know, there's so much misinformation, confusion. There's so much finger pointing. There's so much blame being placed on everybody else. But, you know, individuals and their own actions, it's everybody else's fault for everything. And this is going on on both the left, the right those in the middle, the media, we're all guilty within this jumbled mess that we have of a country right now. And all of these things that just keep sprouting up and it's driving me crazy. You know, and I'm tired of all of it. I'm tired of the division, the polarization. I'm tired of the bias. I am tired of bias confirmation. I'm tired of people picketing, choosing sides because one narrative on one side fits more so with your political alliance. All of this is so disheartening and just annoying. Absolutely annoying. And I'm saying all of this because everybody knows I am a conservative. That is what I am. I am a Christian and I hold those principles of each deep in my heart. And it, however, just because I'm a conservative and just because I'm a Christian does not mean that I have to align on everything and be staunch and toe the line for everything conservative and everything Christian and that there can't be any pushback or any separate individual thought. So while I am a Christian and conservative, I am still an individual. While I am black and I'm an American, I am still an individual. And me, from the life I've lived and the, all the things I've experienced, I do my best to be objective. And now that I have a podcast and I'm doing a show, I do my best to try to step back and look at situations from the outside as opposed to the inside. 
You know, I try to my best to look at situations without bias. Although I am a human being and I am a cop, I'm a Purple Heart veteran. So I am going to have bias, but I do my best to set aside my pride, my ego and my bias so that I can look at things objectively and see things from multiple sides. And it's hard to do sometimes, but I've been standing on the outside of everything going on in this country politically, trying to understand both sides, trying to see the arguments and you know, the pros and the cons of this and that. And, you know, I've been trying to expand my mind when it comes to things such as capitalism, socialism, communism. I'm really pushing myself to learn more and grow more. But the more I'm learning and growing about everything, the more I keep seeing the deception and the how things in the media are just being twisted. And we're all falling for it as a country, as a united body. No, no, nobody's winning right now. The entire country is losing. The left's not winning. The right's not winning. America is losing. That's what is coming to at the end of the day. You know, and everybody's wondering what sparked all this. You know, hearing what happened in Kabul, Afghanistan the other day with the Marines really upset me. And it's that's what I'm going to get into that later in the show. But the one thing that really upset me, I'm not going to say upset, but just drew, drew my attention was the incident from the Capitol on January 6th, where Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by the Capitol, by the black Capitol police lieutenant. You know, so for the first time since the incident, that lieutenant is exposing himself and he's coming out and he's given an interview about everything that happened that day at the Capitol on January 6th with the quote unquote insurrection. You know, we are all aware of the events that happened on that day. Hey, how a bunch of Trump supporters and people who believe that Antifa and BLM operatives were there as well stormed the Capitol. You know, the crimes being committed that day were trespassing, you know, criminal damage to property, threatening police officers. People were fighting police officers. So police officers were hurt in the scuffle. You know, this was anything but a peaceful protest is what the left would have you believe. But at the same time, on the right, I can tell you that I don't think this was an assault on our country, that this was a act of terror. I'm not going with either of those opinions. I think it was a group of bunch of dumb, stupid people that don't know how to control their emotions that got swept up in the moment. But this is not it's not a criminal terrorist act. Far from a terrorist act, you know, and to have people like Chuck Schumer say this was our Pearl Harbor 9-11. Like, dude, get the hell out of here with that bull crap. No one that day that stormed the Capitol had a gun. Nobody. So I don't want to hear this far-fetched. This was like 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. That's This is why I hate politicians. Taking a single bad incident and using it to paint a whole group of people that might support Trump as terrorists and far-right extremists is wrong. But politicians are doing this for political gain only. And this is the whole back and forth with politics. Yo. But so the lieutenant did his interview the other night and he said why he shot Ashley Babbitt, because, you know, he feared for the lives of people on the other side of the door because the area was barricaded off and she was climbing through the window. He gave multiple commands and she didn't obey him and he couldn't see her hands. And so he decided to shoot, shoot, shoot her, you know, and it turns out that Ashley Babbitt was unarmed, you know, and then the far left and the Democrats take this incident and run with it. And it's so bizarre how 
things have completely flipped with this incident. You, know, you now have the Democrats and the far left hailing this officer, this lieutenant that shot and killed Ashley Babbitt as a hero. You know, telling him he needs to be awarded. You know, he saved multiple lives. And these are the same politicians that were telling you that cops are bad. Let's defund the police. And then you also have people on the far left that I was seeing on Facebook say this guy's a hero. He's just a poor officer trying to do his job. Ashley Babbitt was, you know, a terrorist and Ashley Babbitt did this and that. But also on the flip side, you know, you have people on the far right now who normally typically support the police and back the blue that are saying this guy's a piece of crap. F this dude. He killed shot and killed an unarmed person. He needs to go to jail. And not only that, I'm seeing and hearing this from active law enforcement officers, you know, but just a couple months ago when we had the incident with Dante Wright and before that, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, you know, a few months ago, the narrative was well, not even a few months ago. The last few years, the narrative has been just because somebody is unarmed does not mean that they're not dangerous. You can shoot and kill somebody that's unarmed. That's been the narrative literally for a couple years now. But however, it does not apply to this officer in this incident with Ashley Babbitt at the Capitol. And what makes this even more bizarre is that the people on the far left who have been crying for years that you can't shoot and kill somebody that's unarmed are now praising this officer for shooting and killing an unarmed person. So now the left and the right have the same talking and arguing point. But they're still on complete opposite ends of the spectrum because of the people involved. And the only thing that's changing this whole thing is the color of the people involved. The black, the police officer that shot and killed Ashley Babbitt was black. Ashley Babbitt was white. And I absolutely wholeheartedly believe that if the colors had been reversed, it'd be a different outcome. Because the media and these crooked ass politicians have taken and twisted and warped everything in this country that has to do with race and has used it to pander and put, pit us against one another for politics so that they can maintain their power and position and keep us divided. It is so blatant what is going on right now. We should be united, but we're not. We're more divided than ever. Politics has made a mess of everything in this country. You know, We have gone from a time to where Right was right. Wrong was wrong. You know, it, there's always been a little bit of gray, you know, but we have gone to the point now. It's where we are making heroes and saints out of people who make bad decisions. I'll be honest. I don't see any difference between George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Dante Wright or Ashley Babbitt. The only difference between them is their skin color. But I still see them all as the same type of people, people who made bad decisions. And now we have people on the extremes that are trying to make these people and turn them into saints, heroes and martyrs for their political cause. And everybody is getting wrapped up in all of this garbage and fighting amongst one another. You know, I've heard the argument for so many times on the behalf of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and Dante Wright that, you know, yeah, they might have made mistakes, but their mistakes shouldn't, you know, have led to them being shot and killed by the police. I absolutely agree. It is a tragedy anytime somebody is shot and killed by the police or anytime somebody is just shot and killed, period, and the life is lost is a tragedy. But if we could say that for those individuals, why can't we say the same thing for Ashley Babbitt? 
No, a misdemeanor offense should not be punishable by death. I agree. Resisting the police and fighting the police should not be punishable by death. I agree. And that has been the argument that the left has been making for the longest. And I agree with that. And now you have people on the far right making that same argument with Ashley Babbitt. Do I think that Ashley Babbitt should have been shot and killed that day for her actions that led to her death? No. But why are we holding all these, these individuals to different standards? And my thing is, everybody should be held to the same standard, regardless of what color they are or the actions that they have done. See, me personally, I hold all these people, all of them involved to the same standard. There's no difference. Had George Floyd decided not to be a criminal, not to be a drug user, not to try to exchange fake money in a store, decided not to resist arrest and fight with the police, he'd still be alive. Had Breonna Taylor made better choices in her life and not be involved with a criminal drug syndicate and hang around questionable characters that are involved in the drug game, she'd still be alive. Had Dante Wright not made the choices and decisions that he made in his life that led him up to that traffic stop and having a warrant, he would still be alive. Had Ashley Babbitt made different and better decisions that day and decided not to get swept up in the emotion of the mob and try to climb through a window that's been barricaded with the man yelling and pointing at her with having a gun, Ashley Babbitt would still be alive. See, I'm not taking political sides on this. Y'all know me. Y'all know what I stand for. APR, accountability and personal responsibility. And none of that has been exhibited by any of the people I have just mentioned. But what we want to do is damn the police that are involved in all these incidents. But it's so funny that we damn the police in one and celebrate them in the other, depending on where we stand on the political aisle, which is stupid. And what has happened with all these individuals that have been involved in these police encounters at this time in our country? They've all been made into martyrs and heroes. George Floyd, man, they put this man in a gold casket, gave him a procession through the city. Celebrities and politicians attended his funeral. They even gave this man's family a folded American flag like he died in combat, like he died a hero. He was not a hero. The man was a criminal who was constantly making bad decisions and died because of the bad decisions he's made. Now, I'm not saying I'm defending Derek Chauvin for what happened that day, but you cannot just abstain George Floyd from what he did and the decisions he made that led up to his death. And we are celebrating this man and turning him into the golden standard for the black community or what it means to be black. And that's not true. And we do the same for Breonna Taylor. We have done the same for Dante Wright. We are praising them for their bad decisions. And I am now seeing the same thing on the far right with Ashley Babbitt. Everybody's saying that Ashley Babbitt is a hero. Everybody is saying that Ashley Babbitt is just an innocent victim in all of this. And she is not. She is not a saint. Yes, she served our country and I'm grateful for her service to our country. But that doesn't give you the right to go storm the Capitol that day with all of these other idiots. She's not a hero. George Floyd, not a hero. Breonna Taylor, not a hero. None of them. What is the standard for a hero in this country right now? Because I thought the standard for a hero in this country would be the 12 Marines and the two U.S. soldiers and the Navy corpsmen that died the other day in Kabul from suicide bomber bombing. Why are we building monuments to people that have made bad decisions? And why are we turning the police in this country into the villains? But it's only depending if you turning the police into a villain aligns with your political ideology.
I'm sick of the left and the right. I'm sick of the media from the left and the right. For example, Tucker Carlson was doing an interview with Ashley Babbitt's husband last night. And what were they doing in the interview? They were talking about the black police lieutenant that shot and killed her. You know what they were doing? They were demeaning his character and taking away who he was and just making him out to be the worst, most incompetent person. And he might be incompetent. I don't know the man. I don't know anything about him. But they kept bringing up the fact that this man lost his gun and left it in the restroom. And so they're doing this in order to build Ashley Babbitt up and make her into a saint and to make him out to look like he's the biggest piece of crap ever. The man made a mistake in the past and they use his worst moment in his career to justify him being a piece of garbage. And that's not necessarily 100 percent true. But you know what? They do the same on the right when it comes to people like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and Dante Wright. And all these other guys, they bring out all the facts of these people from their past lives to tear them down to make the other side look good. George Floyd, career criminal. What did he do? He broke into some lady's apartment that was pregnant and held a gun to her stomach. Breonna Taylor, she was involved in so much stuff that has not come out in the media and the media knows it. And they have sat on a lot of information. She got fired from her job as an EMT. So lo and behold, she was not a an essential worker or first responder like they were trying to make her out to be that was all far-fetched you know dante Wright. they're using his biggest mistakes to justify him being shot and killed by the police that day but on the other side of it whatever political side you're on there regardless of what you did no matter how horrible and despicable the thing you did that got the police called on you that day that got you in an interaction with a cop that got you shot and killed they will make you out to be the greatest best person ever i seen an article about dante Wright the other day they were talking about how great of a father he was and this and that i remember they brought george floyd's daughter out and she was saying how great of a father he was and this and that and my daddy changed the world and they're doing the same with ashley babbitt she's a you know hero she's you know a veteran and she served her country she was such a great and wonderful person and i do believe that all of these people had good wonderful qualities to them however we are all human and we all make mistakes. Uh, Lieutenant at the uh, Capitol, he made a mistake. Breonna Taylor, she made mistakes in her life. And the fact that all of us make mistakes is the reason why we should not judge each other based on the worst days and our biggest mistakes in our lives. Because we can all go through and examine our lives and look back at mistakes we have made. And if somebody caught us making that mistake, we would be damned and confined for the rest of our lives to that one single mistake. And see, that's why I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus Christ and the fact that he died on the cross for my sins. Because it gives me a way to forgive myself and also forgive others. It gives me a way to not be held and bound by my past mistakes so that I can move forward and do the same for everybody else. No, I can't sit here and say that I've not been overly critical of everybody involved in these incidents that have sparked national outrage over the last few years. I've been extremely critical of all of them. And I, to be fair, I have to be the same for Ashley Babbitt. I have to because I'm not looking at things from a black and white perspective. I'm looking at things from my th threshold with my eyes where I only see APR, accountability and personal responsibility. That is my bar for everything I try to do in life. That is what I teach my kids. 
You are accountable for the decisions you make and where you are in life. It is your personal responsibility. You determine where you are and go in life. And every individual choice you make, you make leads you down a certain path into a certain day and interaction in your life. And you have to make the best decisions and be you have to hold yourself accountable and responsible for everything. And see, none of these people that I've mentioned have been held accountable for any of the things they've done on the day that led to their death. It's almost like people are co-signing on the bad behavior that led to it. People are encouraging it. And like I would say, I do not support foolishness. I don't support foolishness within the black community because I have black skin. And I do not support foolishness from the conservatives and those on the right and Trump supporters just because we have the same political ideologies it's because I just so happen to like Trump. But Ashley Babbitt liked Trump. I like Trump. But that don't mean that I have to agree with what she did that day on January 6th. She was wrong. Everybody in the Capitol that day that went there that day was wrong. All of them. There is no valid reason or excuse for what they did. There's no valid reason or excuse for what George Floyd did. There's no valid reason or excuse for what Breonna Taylor was involved in or Dante Wright. None. You will not see me co-signing or validating people's bad decisions and bad behaviors. People should be praised and celebrated for the good things and the good decisions that they make. Yes, we have to acknowledge the bad decisions that people make, but we cannot let that be the single most thing that we define and judge them by. But that is what we do as humans, because it's easy. It's easy to see the bad in people and sweep all the good they've done under the rug. And like I say, I do it all the time because I'm a human. I'm flawed, but I'm just trying to figure out the mental gymnastics that we have done in this country on either side of the debate that you're on to where you can celebrate and uphold somebody as the greatest person ever when they get killed in the midst of doing something stupid or making a bad decision and make that into a positive thing. That's no, that's not how this thing is supposed to work. And the, the hypocrisy that stems from all of this is just, it's baffling and stifling. And I'm just watching from the outside, looking in, in disbelief. I mean, even with Colonel Allen West recently and the incident that's going on with him, his wife and the Dallas police department. Now, for those that know me, people know I love Alan West. He is a strong black conservative and he was a phenomenal military leader when he was in. I've read his books. I follow him on his politics. I love the man. I think he is a great leader. However, recently with the thing that just happened with him and his wife in the police department, I've seen him take on a stance that I did not like. So for those that don't know the story, Alan West's wife had left a restaurant. And with her in the car, I believe she had her grandchild. Not sure how old the grandchild was, but I know it was a younger grandchild. Well, she's driving. She crosses the center line. A Dallas police department sees her, stops her, believing that she's drunk. They get her out the car. They have her perform no field sobriety test. And, you know, she tries to blow into the PBT, the portable breathalyzer test. And she's not really following directions well. But there's also debate that the officer wasn't giving the directions very clearly. And then next thing you know, they place her under arrest. And they take her to jail for suspicion of DUI. Okay. Hey, it happens all the time. I understand. But Alan West's response to all this, which, you know, it's his wife. I don't blame him. If something happened to my wife, I would stand up and defend her as well. Yo, but he comes out with a list of demands demanding that the police officer instantly be fired and demanding that all the charges be dropped. You know, and, and as I was listening to this list of demands that he was making, I remember 
everything I went through last year with the riots and BLM and how they constantly presented us with a list of demands, these crazy demands and how they demanded that certain officers be fired. And so I'm sitting here listening to him making the same demands that Black Lives Matter was talking about. You know, one of the other arguments that's been going on with this thing with police and the black community is making these traffic stops based off of like something small and stupid, some small offense such as not using your turn signal. Apparently, Colonel Allen's West wife did not use a turn signal. And his response was, that's stupid. When was the last time somebody's really been pulled over for that? That's the same argument that BLM makes. So to hear him making those same type of arguments that BLM makes, man, it's just it's disheartening. You're supposed to be a leader and a man that, you know, believes in law and order. But because it's your wife that got caught in the trap, you want to make a special exception. Now, I don't know if his wife was really drunk or not. I mean, he presented presented receipts that showed that she had a lemonade and water at the restaurant. I don't know. I, I say wait till the breathalyzer, uh, the, uh, the toxicology test comes back and that'll determine if she was drunk or not. You know, honestly, I really don't care. I really don't. But it's just I just see this stuff, the hypocrisy that goes on within politics, man. You know, you damn the left for doing something, but turn around and do the same thing that the left was doing. And we've got to be better than that. Everybody has to be better than that, man. You know, Alan West is running for governor of Texas right now. And I can tell you almost certainly right now that he just lost the support of a lot of police officers and people that supported him behind this. And, you know, to him, maybe it's worth it to defend his wife's honor and defend her good name. Hey, I don't blame him, you know. Hey, but at a certain point, man, you I just don't want to hear him say anything else about the far left when they come after the police because he's making the same argument that they have made. That's all I'm saying, you know, but it's it's no surprise that all this is going on with the leaders in our country. You know, I, I feel like our country right now is a reflection of our leadership or lack of leadership. You know, it's everything is so sloppy right now. And I feel like we are as citizens are following the lead of our leaders in America. And I use the term leaders very loosely. It's just division, hate, sloppiness, confusion. Nobody knows who's in charge and everything is just all over the place. Everything is a big jumbled mess. We don't know whether we're coming or going. We don't know who we are as a country. We have no identity. We're all just here living, living our everyday lives. And nobody knows what the hell's going on. And I say, and it's just a reflection of our leadership right now. We should be joining together and uniting with everything going on in Afghanistan right now. And honestly, you know, the way we kind of are uniting slightly as a country, because everybody's come coming against the Biden administration and for their lack of handling this incident. You know, I couldn't believe the other day when I heard that military officials are saying that they are entrusting the Taliban to help us with monitoring people coming and going to Kabul airport, the Taliban. We are using the Taliban to help us exfil American citizens and Afghans. And not only that, apparently we have given the Taliban access to a list of names of American citizens and green heart coders and Afghan allies to grant them entry into the militant controlled outer perimeter of the city's airport. What in the ever loving hell is going on? Who is making these decisions, man? We have been at war with the Taliban for 20 years, 20 years. And we have handed them all of this information. 
These are the people that they want to hurt and kill because they worked for and fought against them for 20 years. How does any of this make sense? Who is the person making these decisions? That just says these stupid decisions, man. Somebody has to step up and take responsibility. Somebody has to because right now it's a mess. Somebody needs to be held accountable. But that is not happening right now, especially under this, under this administration. I mean, President Biden won't even take up for any of this. You know, I saw his uh, press conference yesterday after the uh, the incident at the Kabul airport with the suicide bomber. He, yeah, he said, yeah, the buck did stop with me. But see, when you say but that erases everything you're about to say. But you know, this is a plan I inherited from Donald Trump. Listen, man. Mr. President, you might have inherited this plan, but you are the president. You are the commander in chief and you can change and do whatever the heck you like. For the most part, you didn't have to follow this plan. You just don't want to take the heat for the lives and the blood that has been spilled in the last 24 hours. And it's probably only going to get worse because now ISIS is in country. And guess what? They want to kill Americans. They want to kill soldiers. Man, it would be so easy right now with the amount of troops that we have on the ground at the airport in a contained area for them to launch an attack with mortars and suicide bombs and kill a ton of American troops right now if they wanted to, because we are in a bad position and nothing is being done about it. It just makes me so mad that I heard about the suicide bombing attack and that nothing has been done. The, the hounds have not been unleashed. The, the power of the United States Marine Corps should be unleashed upon any and everybody that was involved in this incident yesterday. I can't even imagine what the Marines and soldiers on the ground right now are thinking, probably chomping at the bit, ready for the gloves to come off and be unhandcuffed and to go deal some death and destruction to these bastards, man. Unbelievable. You know, and I believe the official count is, you know, 10 Marines, two soldiers and one Navy corpsman were killed in that blast the other day and apparently i think it was like something like 60 afghan civilians were killed and injured at kabul airport as well this is unacceptable we're just sitting on our hands doing nothing we have not had an american troop killed in almost 18 months in afghanistan and now all of a sudden in one day in one swift moment we lose 13 american troops and I believe somebody said this is the second deadliest day in the history of the 20 year war. This is sad and tragic on all levels. And like I said, I've heard nobody come forward in support of Joe Biden and all of this. Nobody. There's nothing to defend. We have lost American lives. American blood has been shed as we are supposedly leaving and exiting Afghanistan when it didn't have to be like this. You know, I dare somebody to step up and say Joe Biden's doing a good job. I approve of this. There's no way anybody can approve of this. The only way you're approving of this is because you are so, so far left and riding that political horse so bad that you don't want to have to eat, get off that horse and eat crow. You know, I've just been, like I said, glued to my phone and just I can't imagine the families of those that were killed yesterday. The, the troops thinking that, hey, nobody's been killed in Afghanistan in 18 months and. I'm sure little Johnny, he's going to be OK while he's deployed. It's not like it was over there. There's not fighting every day. He'll be home soon. I can't wait to see him. And the next thing you know, little Johnny is not coming home anymore. He's dead. You think you're going to see your husband again or your wife or your kid. And now they're gone. 
They were killed by a suicide bomber who was emboldened by a very weak, feeble old man who can't make a good decision. Like I said, the blood's on Joe Biden's hand, man. You know, and I heard his speech talking about we will find you, we will hunt you down. You know what? Those are strong words from a very, very weak man that the world, that these terrorists and other leaders in the world are not afraid of. You know, my, my heart truly breaks for all of those over there right now. And for those that were killed and their families, man, I, nobody saw this. Well, I'm not going to say nobody saw this coming. I'm sure the families didn't see this coming. But those of us who are watching that have served and when we heard that the Taliban was assisting U.S. troops and keeping other people from coming in that shouldn't come in, we knew this was going to happen. Maybe the average American citizen didn't know, but the troops and those that have served in the military and served in a combat zone, we knew this was going to happen. All it takes is one kink in the armor to bring the whole thing down. And we that that kink was exposed yesterday. And now that that kink has been exposed, it's going to be constantly assaulted. So Biden needs to make a decision and hurry up and do something, because, like I said, what we have going on is unacceptable. And also unacceptable. Vice News, man, I saw an article today that talks about an article that Vice News released yesterday. This is what the bastards of Vice News said. You know, and this was released on the same day that. 13 U.S. service members were killed. And the title, the title of the article is Why Are So Many Marines Neo-Nazis? And an excerpt from the article says, The court reported to NPR in April that it had, in the past three, three years alone, found 16 cases of extremism within its ranks, Vice said. According to the NPR report, the 16 ties to extremism were linked mostly to postings on social media. Though these numbers account for only a tiny fraction of those marines who enlist and serve vice admitted before adding the problem is worth noting especially the united states marine corps pass let me tell you something vice the only thing worth noting is the sacrifice and bravery of those who sign on the line to become united states marines i'm not a marine but as a fellow service member and a Purple Heart veteran, I will stand up for my brothers who in the, who are in the service and take their side before I take your side any day. You all are absolute and total pieces of shit for releasing that article yesterday and for denigrating and down talking the Marines on such a heavy, heavy, sad day for you all to focus on a measly 16 Marines as opposed to the bravery and sacrifice that those Marines that died yesterday, if instead of y'all focusing on that, that is what y'all go to. You all disgust me. You all are absolute crap. And see the fact that you all use your first amendment rights to downgrade dishonor and disrespect the men and women who give you the right to do so. That says more about you than it does about them. See, we will forget about you, but we will never, ever forget about the men and women that died in Kabul yesterday in service to our great nation. So I'm not going to say what I want to say at the end of this, because, you know what? Megan McCain said it herself on her Twitter. So if you look up what Megan McCain said in reference to this mag to this article from Vice, that's exactly what I want to say. I say I don't I cuss periodically, but I'm not going to go to that level, that extent. Uh, she said enough for me. So let me get ready to end this one. But before I do, 
Ladies and gentlemen, please bow your head in a moment of silence for those killed yesterday in service to our country at the Kabul airport in Afghanistan. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the I Am Pitts podcast. I thank you all for tuning in and listen to me ramble and be upset and just rant for the last 35 minutes. Like I said, each and every person that downloads and listens, I am truly appreciative. Continue to do so. And if you could go to Apple, leave me a review, rate the show. If you think I'm a piece of crap and you think I'm a traitor, if you think I'm a horrible Republican, Christian, or or if um, you think I'm just a lost soul, let me know. I really don't mind. I really don't care. All right. You all take care and I'll see you all on the next one.